Welcome back, everybody. I'm Lynn Williams. And I'm Sam Ewis, and this is the Snacks Podcast. We're coming to you today with heavy hearts after last week's senseless tragedy in Texas and the previous week's shooting in Buffalo. Our hearts go out to all the victims and their families, but we know it's not enough to just send our condolences. We want to encourage our listeners to keep this issue top of mind. We have to hold our politicians accountable, and we can't accept that this is simply the norm. As painful as it is, we can't allow ourselves to grow numb to the violence. And while we like to keep this show fun and lighthearted, we know there are issues that require us as Americans to step up and demand change. Once again, our hearts go out to all the victims and their families. We are also sending our best wishes to all of you listeners during these difficult times. We have to do better, and we can't let this go on. For those of you who would like to take action today, March for Our Lives is planning their second nationwide march on June 11th. To learn more about how you can participate and contribute, go to marchforourlives.com. Additional resources can be found at www.everytown.org for gun safety reform and vote.org for ways that you can get involved in your local elections. So I know it feels really weird right now to talk about fun stuff and our podcast. It's supposed to be about silliness, um, but we made a pledge to talk about some serious stuff. And I don't think that we can go on without just addressing um, the violent acts and the shootings that have been um, going on in our country. Um, we hope that this next hour or so we can give you guys some relief um, and and bring some light into your lives. But before that, we wanted to challenge you all to go to everytown.org and fill out forms and write to your senators um, and Congress. Me and Sam will both be doing that. We will also be voting um, because this is enough is enough and we need change. So like I said, we are going to try to... Um, Find some light in, in a dark place and just update you guys on what's been going on in our lives. Um, so Sam, what has been, what's been up? Yeah. So I was so grateful. I got to travel with the team, uh, on our, for our two away games to the West coast. We went to LA and Seattle. Um, it was really fun to be on the road with the team. I felt like there was some moments that just like kind of organically happen when you're on the road that are like really fun and bring the group together a lot. Like this one night we, um, Desi's little brother DJ found like a microphone in the meal room and was like, obviously it was like just hilarious to like have a microphone for some reason as full grown adults, we were just like making it a game. So we were like telling riddles into the microphone and then everybody would kind of gather around and try to solve the riddle. Um, so that, that was really fun. And I felt like very much a part of the group. So I'm, was really like grateful and glad that the team like brought me along, even though I'm not playing in the games yet. Um, I know been... I'm like, I'm so sad. I like couldn't be there. I feel like I've missed out on so much. I know. I just rubbed it in really bad too. Didn't I? Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I'm like going to have to catch up. I, when you guys were like, can you put the riddles in the WhatsApp? I was like, what are they talking about? And I, I have FOMO. I know. But, I mean, we missed you. Obviously, our team um, had a few other people missing as well. And, and it definitely didn't feel complete. But for myself, I was just really glad to be a part of it. I, I realized when we were away, I was like, the reason I get so sad when the team leaves and I stay home is because I'm, like, such an extrovert. Mm. And I like get so much energy from being around people that when I'm alone, I just sad. I'm not good. 
I'm not I, good. I know. Well, one, I feel like I haven't seen you in 17 years. Um, I know. Because been, like you, what's the thing from Titanic? What does she say? It's been 89 years. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and that's been us. I'm like, oh my gosh. I know. Um, well, I when they were the reason why I wasn't on the trip is because I went to a wedding, like I said last podcast, um, and it was really fun. Um, it was basically just like a. Pepperdine soccer reunion. Um, one of my old teammates and good friends, she was getting married, and then it was literally the the five of us bridesmaids were also on the team. So I think when um, like our old coach came to the wedding, it was probably like a surreal seeing us all from the same class, all standing up there supporting her. Um, and it also just happened to be my birthday that day, so I think she's like threw the whole party for me. Oh, well, how was your, how was your birthday? Like separate from the wedding or was it just the wedding? Um, it was just the wedding, but it was really cool. Like it was either go to the wedding or sit at home by myself. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so it was really nice. Marley got me a soda stream, which I'm in love with. I love it. Amazing. I just pressed the bottle, the bubbles into the bottle. I know. Uh, I can't wait to come play with it. I know. You got me this iPad. Because I felt guilty that I said you couldn't read. <laughs> I was gonna Samantha. like, I was gonna like pre-download you books on there. Oh my gosh! But I, I didn't. And then it's so, so cute, you guys. Like, look at how small it is and cute. And then Just Women Sports got me this cute cover. Oh my purpleness! I know it's so cute and adorable. And I just set it up yesterday. Oh my gosh, Marley's here. He was a couple days late to my birthday, but he's here now. I'm so excited. I've never been happier. Um, And it's just great. Amazing. I'm so happy for you. And you know what else we saw on, I don't even know their name. I need to look. We saw on Instagram, the cookies, the snacks cookies. Amazing. If if anything has proven to me that we need little, what is it? Weird little club sweatshirts. It's, it's It's seeing it on a cookie. Yes. Um, the person's name is Augie Sweet Treats. I mean, yeah. they're the cutest if they're so cute. They are so cute. I, they're so good looking. Like I was looking at all the detail on the cookies and I now know. I think I need to become a cake cookie maker. Do you think they'll teach us? Maybe. They said they'd send them some. Yeah, we know what you meant. They said they'd send us some cookies. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know what else I was dying at was that when I said on the video that the current made when I go, I like cookies, not kale. <laughs> like a little cookie monster. <laughs> those those have been so fun for me to watch. I die no, every time. So good. Uh, when, you, <laughs> when you told me that I looked like an orange. I know. Why I don't know what, why things like that come over me and I say things that I, that are mean and I don't mean it. I know. I'm such a bad girl. Naughty, naughty, Samantha. Oh my goodness. Um, okay, so Pat and Finn are not there right now, correct? No, but they will be in a few days. Um, have you been missing them? Yes, I miss them a lot, but they're home in Boston because Pat's sister graduated from college. Congratulations, Catherine. I do not think she listens to this podcast. And Pat's friend <laughs> is is getting married, and Pat's the best man, so we've been working on his speech. Oh. Yeah. You think it's coming along? I think it's I think it's gonna be really cute. Yeah, I I he had something and I was like, mm-mm. 
So I put my <laughs> I put my magic touch on it, and now I think it's great. Did he find out a dance that he's gonna? Oh, I don't know. I'll have to ask what song they're walking out to. That's what I meant. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, I'm really excited for them. And then Pat and Finn will be back on Monday. But um, while Pat's at the wedding, Finn is going to stay with my mom this weekend, it, this Memorial Day weekend. I know this podcast comes out on Monday. So Finn will have been with my mother. And I'm very excited for them about oh, that as well. She's going to be excited for that too. She is very excited. Um, okay. I also wanted to show you, I finished my top. Oh, I finished it. Lynn. I made the it little into like, orange stripe. Are you kidding me? I made it into like a little vest. That is so cute. Because I just couldn't, I could not possibly make sleeves. But can you how try cute? it on? Right now? Well, not if you can't. I'll post a picture about it one day. <gasps> and you made me a bag? And I made you a bag. I have a picture of that on my phone. I've I've been a crochet machine. Where are you? Quite literally. Where's your number? Aha! OMG. It's yellow and purple. For my pastel uh, girl. For my pastel. I did. You know what I realized? I was thinking more and more about this upcoming conversation, everybody, that we have with Soph. Surprise. It's Sophia Smith. I'm a pastel <laughs> girl. I realized. You are a pastel girl. I didn't know. But now I know. Those colors, I think, look great on your skin. You also love, like flowery stuff i know and like girly i know thing. it's, it's cute. weird why is that weird i just don't know if it if that suits who i thought i was but it turns out i'm just a pastel girl she's just a pastel adam ha. <laughs> all right should we let them go <laughs> okay goodbye everyone uh, uh, well no here <laughs> Don't hang up. We'll <laughs> Goodbye for now. Just keep on doing what you're doing, listening, and the next part of the podcast will start now. We are so excited to bring on today's guest, Portland Thorns and U.S. Women's National Team forward, best bubble braid in the league. It's young, <laughs> beautiful Sophia Smith. Woo! Welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. I'm so excited to do this. I watch all your episodes, so ah! I'm just honored to be a guest. Oh, my so gosh. Us. Well, we made <laughs> Sophia get up an hour earlier than planned to come on and schedule this episode, so we're going to try to make it worth her time. <laughs> um, okay, well, I guess we'll get started then. Um, can you tell our listeners what year you were born? Uh, I was born in 2000. I feel like that's not that weird anymore. I know. To you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it's yeah, not I that weird. It's not that weird. I think that when you first came into camp and I heard that and I had been like, yeah. oh, I'm like one of the young ones on the team. Like, here we go. And then Soph comes in and she goes, oh, yeah, I was born in 2000. I was like, oh, my God. That's <laughs> it amazing. Is like, yeah. It's weird probably on, on the national team. But like I hear, I mean, I hear girls saying, oh, I'm an 04. Like that, like that's wild to me. It is. It's kind of wild. Like, you know, when you go sign autographs and you're like, oh, how old are you? And they're like, oh, we're, oh, uh, year 2011. And you're like, what, I don't, how old are you? Yeah. I'm like, can you just, what is that? Are you one? (laughs) (laughs) Um, It also was pretty crazy when it was like the first 
2000s baby to get a cap and it was you so and that oh, happened yeah. last year mm-hmm. that happened last year I don't I literally don't even remember what year we're in or what year I, know. I think it was I think it was I don't even I don't know either. 2020 like last or year 2020 no I think it was 2021 2020, 2020. So, we'll confirm yeah. well we're gonna go ahead and fact check <laughs> this this podcast episode because none of us even know what year it is wait do you guys That's know the thing? That's- do you guys know the thing when people say like you know when you're writing the date in school and you automatically want to write a certain year? Do you guys uh-huh. have that? Yeah. Like I always think it's 2007. Oh. Wait. Wait, do you know? <laughs> you guys no. know what I'm talking about? Never. I was not expecting that. I'm like still like 2020. Yeah, why like... do you think it's 20? Like, no, why do you think it's 07? I don't like think it's 2007. It's just like if I was going to like write out the date, like I'd want it to be 07. Like I'd just like that would be like the first thing I'd want to write. I did have that when I was writing a check recently. First of all, I had to write a check recently. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. But, yeah. Um, and I was like, Sam, what year is it? Yeah. I wanted 20, to write 2020. Yeah. I probably told yeah. you it was 2007. <laughs> Great. All right. That I just feel like one. 2020 is like the year when everything just like came changed. to a halt. And like no. it has not been normal since then. So I feel like, yeah. yeah, I don't. Since then, I just don't even keep track because it all is like the same one big day of COVID. Oh my yeah. God. I know. <laughs> it's like, it's still going. It is still going. Okay. Well, let's not get depressed and let's talk yeah. about your incredible <laughs> game hair. When did you start doing the bubble braid? What made you start? It's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I started wearing the bubble braid. I want to say it was like one of my national team games this year and I don't know why I started like I didn't like see it like see it any I mean I see it in like like Pinterest pictures of like girls with like really pretty hair but I have always wanted to like change up my hair and like each year I feel like I've done something different last year was the bun before that I was doing the bow but I think my hair is just it's grown out yeah it's grown out and I just wanted to go back to the ponytail, but it gets annoying when my hair is like flying everywhere. So I'm like, okay, I don't just want to do a normal braid. Like everyone does a braid. What can I do? Uh, and I did the bubble, bubble braid one game and it just, it just stuck. I love it so much. I think I'm like the biggest fan of the bubble braid in the country. <laughs> Thank you, Sam. <laughs> I love it. I, we have this little script that we like go off of and I have, like noted the bubble braid like four times throughout the script. Just been like talk about the hair. Talk about the hair. I love it. I love it. Oh my God. Thank you. (laughs) You are so welcome. I feel like your bubble braid is like a weapon. Like it's you have long hair right now and you're gonna whip does it ever hit you in the Mm -hmm. eye? I feel like anytime I I I feel like anytime (laughs) I hit someone else. It's like don't care. I feel like anytime I have my hair straight and I wear a braid and I go to like head the ball, Mm -hmm. the braid like whips me literally in the eyeball. And I'm like ow. Yeah, I have a lot of like game pictures where my braid is like literally just sticking straight up <laughs> while I'm running. Cute. Um, okay, so were you, so you just scored a hat trick for the national team. Were you wearing the bubble braid when you did that? Of course. Ah! Yeah. That's why I, I can't have it stop. I yeah, know. So I feel like it's good luck. The, uh, it definitely is. Can you talk more <laughs> about that? Were you, so did we establish this, Lynn? So was the youngest player to score yeah. a hat trick? 
Yep. Can you just tell us a little bit about it? I think it was youngest to score a hat trick like since the third year. Oh, okay. but right. we'll call you the youngest. I mean, we'll okay. Um, I mean, it was, it was obviously so fun. It's like all, every goal you can score with the national team, as you guys know, is like so exciting because you work so hard to just get on that team and then to be able to score a goal is just, I mean, it's just so exciting. And then obviously to get a hat trick is something that you, most people dream of. Um, but it was just awesome. And obviously I got really, really good balls in and it now made it very easy. <laughs> um, but it was just, it was just fun and exciting. And I don't know. I just, I'll remember that forever. Yeah. Did you like not sleep that night? Just like so excited. Um, I mean, it, it's hard to sleep after games regardless, even a bad game. It's, it's probably harder to sleep after yeah. a bad game, but <laughs> don't we know but it, it was, Oh, don't we know? <laughs> I know. Um, I mean, it, yeah, it was just like, I felt like kind of like on a high, but at the same time we had another game in a few days. So couldn't like over be overexcited because we had work to do as you guys obviously know. That's a great point. Yeah. Like we've talked about this before, Sam, but like the people who can stay like the most neutral and not get too yeah. excited in the highs and not too mm -hmm. low with the lows are usually the ones that have figured it out. Um, yeah. So look at you being young and wise. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I do that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like actually a hard thing to do, especially being a pro athlete. Cause it's literally only high highs and low lows. Yeah. But. It does. It does feel like that. I think too, I would, I feel like sometimes like, especially, I feel like this podcast is just going to be going, especially being injured, but like <laughs> sometimes like just the, the, the work, like the, not the monotony, I don't want to say the word monotony, but like, so it's just like, you're never really done. Like, even if you get through yeah. practice one day, you do fitness one week, like you get mm -hmm. through a tough lift, like, you know, that more of that is always coming yep. and that yep. checking off like one workout or being done with one hard thing just means there's mm -hmm. more the next day and the next yep. week. So <laughs> that's another whole part of it is like these really high highs, these really low lows. And then this like endless work mm -hmm. that you have to do but I guess that's mm -hmm. just kind of like what life is for everybody <laughs> I mean endless. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well it, it is true like you just because you've done something in the past doesn't mean you're going to do it the next game or the future game yeah. so you you can't yeah. even if it's like your last game you can't even go off that you're like okay well, how do mm -hmm. I stay present in this moment and not think about all yeah. the things that I've done because then you're yeah. It's Not like, yeah. it's like staying mm -hmm. in the process and just being like, yes. the, this is the amount of work it requires. And I'm going to just keep doing that amount of work and then hopefully keep yeah. having success. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like, it's like a constant, just like you want more, but also be happy with where you are. Mm -hmm. And like, like you want to never be satisfied, but you also want to be proud of yourself and how far you've come. So I feel like that like balance is just so important because if you don't have that, you're like, you're just always here, always here. And that's just, it's not realistic. It's not healthy. And I've, I think recently realized that there's life outside of soccer um, and it will come to an end at some point. So making sure that I'm like in a good, like mentally good space um, during it so that I can set myself up for after whatever it may be, just to be, like very, I don't know, go with the flow, trust the process, like live. Yeah. Like, like you said, live in the moment. Whew, what a, what an answer. 
That was great. <laughs> um, do you, this is so off. We're going so off script now, but I feel like this is where the conversation is taking us. So do you feel like, like the only time you can really look at like your career and like think about the past is when you're done? I don't know. Like I've, I mean, I feel like it's just looking at it differently when you're done because you're not looking at it in a way that's like, okay, I've done all this. What can I do now? Like, what can I do different? It's like, I've done all this. That's that. This is the end. So I feel like it's just like looking at it differently, but I do think it's hard to like analyze like everything you've done while you're still in the process. I agree. Uh, okay, so we also wanted to just talk about like, touch a little bit on um, Portland, like, are you liking it as a city? And then also your boyfriend and his career and like how you guys have mm -hmm. balanced being away. Yeah, um, well, I love Portland. I love the city. I live like right across the street from the stadium. So it's very convenient. I walk to work every day. Um, I'm not like the biggest fan of the rain. <laughs> but I've had to get you I'm looking outside it's just like downpouring I have to get used to it because I mean it's not going anywhere um but other than that I yeah I love it here I feel like this is just a really good fit for me um in all ways I love the club I love my team so I'm yeah I'm very happy here I'm very happy that this is where I got drafted and then Michael um <laughs> he's I mean he's great he's doing his fifth year of college right now he had like a pretty bad injury um and it was out for a whole season so needs to do another season but he's doing really well he's gonna play this season into the draft hopefully get drafted and I mean we'll see where it goes from there we've been doing long distance for like almost three years now um Lenny as you know it's not <laughs> It's not easy, but it's, I mean, I think it, I know it will be worth it because he's the one I want to, I'm only 21, but I know that he's <laughs> the one I want to be with for the rest of my life. Cause we're just, we're literally like the same person, just boy and girl version. It's like wild how similar we are and we just complement each other really well. And he's very supportive of everything I'm doing and uh, me the same with him. So it's just, it's good. We're making it work and one day, hopefully soon, but probably not. We will get to live together. <laughs> oh, I love that. That was so cute. Did you, guys, cute. did you guys meet at Stanford? Mm -hmm. Literally like, like the first day of freshman year. We, we like saw each other in the ice bath oh. and I was like, oh. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> she said, oh. There, that's him. <laughs> So then oh when did God, you guys start dating? That. Like, so you started dating freshman year second too? Day, second day yeah. of freshman year. <laughs> second, no. Um, I mean, we might as well have because we were, yeah, quickly talking right um, after that. Um, who and approached just, you first? Yeah. Well, after the ice bath, he followed me on Instagram. And I was like, oh, okay. So he saw me too. And then I like waited a little bit because I wasn't about to, you know, act yeah. like I was waiting for that. Um, so I waited a little bit and followed him back. And then like the soccer girls and the football boys like hung out one night. Um, we had one of our older soccer girls like arrange it with her football friend. We were like, okay, we want to meet the football boys. Um, 
and that night we got each other's Snapchats and started Snapchatting. And yeah, I mean, we were definitely like good friends for a little bit before we actually started dating. But yeah, it just, it was instant. Oh, I love that. Wow. Well, all three <laughs> of us, actually, Marley and Lynn were friends first, right? Mm-hmm. And me and Power too. <laughs> that's so that's important. Yeah. yeah. That's and I would, I would say that we are all the others, same, same person, but girl, boy version. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually really funny too, Lynn. <laughs> oh success. my God. Are we, is this a relationship podcast? Look at us. I mean, I mean, this is great. I'm just happy for all of us. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, uh, oh, Lynn, you go ahead. Oh, I was just going to go back to your point of doing distance. Like it, sucks but I feel like Mm -hmm. unless you are a lucky one just having this career you do a lot of your relationship apart Mm -hmm. and I actually feel like it's it's not a deal I don't recommend but I feel like (laughs) like because we've had to do that like mine and Marley's communication is so much better because that's all we have I don't know if you guys feel that way but um so I feel like that's a key like foundation of relationships this is a relationship podcast I'm making it yeah I think yeah. that's great. I think, yeah, you guys can share a lot of advice because you both have different like situations. Um, and I think that'd be great if you talked about relationships, especially in sports, because it's, you know, it's, it's just different. It's a different kind of relationship. Yeah, really no, I agree with what you said, Lynn. I think you have to like, especially when you're doing it at the beginning, you have to like get to know each other, like not through any other way, like not physically first. You really have to just go off of like this, like whatever you can share with words, which like sometimes Mm -hmm. is hard for people. Um, But I think it like helps when you like then do that for a long time. I just think it helps you guys like get to know each other better and learn how to solve problems, like actually Mm -hmm. solving them without just like maybe yeah, sweeping it under the rug and like yeah. being physical. Yeah. Yes, yeah. thank you. I didn't really know how detailed to get with that, but it it's yeah, that's all. I'm so I mean, embarrassed. I literally couldn't say it. I was like, you just have to actually solve that. Yeah, like this is she's a married woman. <laughs> Jeez Louise, Sam. It's okay, Sam. Grow it's, up. It's, yeah, it's more but some people just it's not that comfortable to talk for for some I know. people. I know. But you know. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so I think I think relationships being like tested with distance ultimately just makes them stronger because you learn a lot yeah. and have to go through some like tough communication times. Yeah. And I feel like at our age, like it does kind of allow us to like also be our own person and like be independent for a little bit. And I also think that's important because if you I mean, if we were to just jump right into it and like be together 24 seven off the bat. I don't know if we'd have this like significant time in our early twenties to like actually like learn who we are, like be independent, get to know yourself by yourself. Like, I feel like that's huge. And we like doing distance, obviously, like Lynn said, it's not ideal, but I think there are some benefits that come out of it, especially us being at this age. We just, we can like be who we are, be independent, but at the same time, you like, you have your, best friend and like your person that you can go to for everything. So I feel like it's, it's a good balance. And 
we are fine doing it right now, maybe for a little longer. <laughs> <laughs> I That was such a great answer, so I love that. I think that makes so Sophia. much sense. Yeah. I know. I've always said that, too. Like, you – there's so many relationships, and, like, people are in very different circumstances than we are in, but sometimes you sacrifice for the person that you want to be with, and I feel like our careers – and like I said, unless you're like lucky, you kind of have to be selfish. And I think right now when we're young, um, it's okay to be selfish. It's okay to say like, Mm -hmm. this is what I want to do. And this is the career I want for right now. And also support somebody in their career as well. And just because they don't like line up perfectly to live together. I don't think you have, Mm -hmm. we should have to sacrifice our dream and our goal too. Yeah. To be with that person. Um, because we only have this amount of time to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, let's move on to some uh, <laughs> other stuff. What a beautiful <laughs> chat that was. Wow. It's like 9, 9 a.m. and I'm having <laughs> a deep conversation. <laughs> that's, well, that's, when, do you, when do you get to see him next? Um, He's coming like beginning of June for like oh. a week. They have like a week off. And then after that. Could, could be a while. <laughs> yeah. It's tough. It's tough, so, but you guys can do it. I, I, Thanks, me and Pat did that for a really long time. And luckily mm-hmm. we're like in a position now where we don't have to do it as often. And it was obviously, yeah. I mean, we're married, obviously it was worth yeah. it, but I, yeah. this is the last thing I'll say. And then no, I promise we can move on. I also felt like the more, the deeper you get into it, yes, you like learn how to deal with it better. Like, so you can like mm-hmm. kind of compartmentalize, but the more you like love them too, like so. The longer you're together, the more the harder it is to be apart because you're like, oh my god. Yeah. Two years ago, I loved you. Yeah. But, like it wasn't like this, and now it's yeah. like, oh my god, how could we ever separate? We're like, yeah, so in love. But you also do <sighs> learn how to just like, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I just box it up and put it aside and like wait until he comes yeah. back. <laughs> That so is I think so there's true. two a, parts to it. That's a good way to put it. Box yeah. it up and wait and just wait. Yeah. I know. I mean, what else tough. can you do? All right. Well, yeah. yeah. Lynn would Lynn would really know. It, it is know. so Lynn's tough. Got a big box. <laughs> yeah, a massive, massive box. Lynn had a U-Haul. <laughs> of compartmentalized feelings. She did. Yeah, I did. It yeah. is so, that is so true though. You're like, okay. Everybody's like, yeah, you've been doing it for so long. Like you're used to it. And you're like, yeah, yeah. but no, like, yeah. I don't, don't want to do this. Used to it. I know. I know. Yeah. Okay. So, so let's, let's keep going. Let's talk about some real stuff. Um, we know this has probably been a hot topic maybe a couple years ago for you, but we just wanted to touch on your decision to leave Stanford early and enter the league and like what kinds of factors went into that decision? Yeah. I mean, there were a lot of different factors that went into it because it's a very big decision. Like you talk about like making the decision where you're going to go to college, how much thought like goes into that because it's, it's the next four years of your life. Like it's a very, very big decision. And I think this was almost no different because I, you know, I worked really hard to get into Stanford. It's not an easy thing to do. And it, it's Stanford. So a lot of people obviously had their opinions, you know, like how, how could you ever leave Stanford? You know, like you're not getting your degree, you're leaving behind, like you have two more years, like you're, you're going to miss out on a lot. 
So that was definitely like a big thing that I had to think of, like, was, would it be worth it? Was I satisfied with where I was at Stanford and the time that I had there? Um, I think the biggest thing I learned during that process was this is my life. This is my own decision. I'm the one that's living with it. And what I feel is what's best for me. Like you can take in all this information, opinions, what people think you should do. But at the end of the day, you have to choose who you listen to or whose opinions matter. And I did that. And I think at the time it was just my gut and my heart telling me that this was the best thing for me. I was ready for it. And I wanted something new, a new challenge. And I just had to, you know, realize that I was going to make this sacrifice. I was leaving behind my friends, my team, my boyfriend, um, Stanford. And I think at the end of the day, it was just deciding, you know, the outcome of both decisions that I had. And I think going, you know, entering the draft and becoming a pro was something I always dreamed of. And I, I just knew at that time I was ready and I, I wanted something different. So it wasn't an easy decision, but it was like at the end of the day when I was like really thinking about what I wanted in my gut, it was an easy decision because I just, I just knew I had to do it. And I'm very glad I did. I, I haven't looked back. I do obviously miss parts of college and Stanford, but I love where I am and love the life of a professional I feel like this is what I was meant to do so I mean it's it was a hard decision but I think I mean it was the best one that I've made amazing I think that's important to know that um listening to yourself and listening to your gut and mm -hmm. just yeah. because everybody else is saying something doesn't mean that it's the right path for you and I, I think yeah. that you knowing that and staying true to that is incredible yeah, I love what you said when you were like, it was this learning opportunity to realize that like, this is my life and it's my decision mm -hmm. because I, I don't yeah. think I had that experience until way later. I actually remember feeling that way when I decided to go to Man City because I kept mm -hmm. being like, who's, who's, who is this up to? Who's going to like come in and make right. the decision? And I like yeah. all of a sudden was like, oh my God, like I, it's just me. Like I can <laughs> get you. advice yeah. and I can get opinions, but the final decision, like whatever happens mm -hmm. is up to me. And yeah. I feel like soccer in a lot of ways, like has planned out so much of our lives that those decisions kind of don't fall to us very often. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's so cool that you at such a young age <clears throat> were faced with something that showed you it was up to you and that any decisions you yeah. make about your career and life from here on out are ultimately yours. But I wanted to yeah. ask, um, how did you feel about like, figuring out whose advice was for you? Like, how, did you have to yeah. distance yourself from anybody's advice or was there people that you were like, these are my people that I trust the most? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I was, I was getting advice or opinions, whatever you want to call it from like a lot of people in my circle, but also a lot of people that aren't in my very close circle. I mm -hmm. try to keep a small circle because I would rather have like a small group of people who I know genuinely want my best interest rather than like a big group of people who I, you know, I don't really know where their intentions are. So I listen to the people in my close circle, my family, my boyfriend, my club coach growing up, 
and those are the opinions that I really like valued but at the same time my mom my dad you know all when when they're telling me things I listen to it but at the same time I'm like I'm the one that's going to live in the decision that I made like I'm going to be here every day going to practice playing games not my parents not my boyfriend so I listen to them I value what they say because they have experience you know you always say mom knows best which I think is very true in in my case at least my mom always seems to know you know like what what is best for me so I listened to them I you know I was open to their thoughts their opinions I was making pros and cons lists um but then there were obviously people who maybe gave their opinions in a more I don't know a more selfish way and it was like well you leaving isn't going to benefit us so we don't want you to leave like like things like that that's just one example um but I had to like really dig deep to like where I thought their intentions were coming from and like realize that they're not you know giving me their opinion for me they're giving it in a way that you know how can we get her to best benefit us so I feel like like getting rid of those was very important for me because at the end of the day those aren't going to help me make my decision um they don't play a factor in what my decision will be because it's not about me and what I want. Um, so I think just, I think just knowing people's intentions behind, you know, the opinions and the advice that they're giving you was very important for me. Do you think that you learned that through your parents? Like, where did you learn the ability to, to feel like, okay, yes, my parents' opinion matters, but at the ultimate decision falls on me. Yeah, I think definitely my parents, because they, I mean, they were the ones telling me that. They're like, here's what we think. Here's what mm -hmm. we think is best for you. But so this is your decision. This is your life. Like, there is no right or wrong decision. It's just what you think is best for you. What would make you happy? And I think they've always said that throughout my whole life. Even the smallest decisions that, you know, maybe I thought were huge at the time. That's, you know, that's what they would say. It's, it's your decision. What would make you happy? There is no right or wrong, you know, answer. And what is your heart telling you is, is best for you in this, you know, in this case. I think that's like a really important lesson. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I feel I, like, yeah. I don't really Everything have anything else to say, to... but I no, just it's think true. it's really important. Like it's true. There's so many times when we, I think can get caught up in what's best for the group that we push ourselves yeah. to the side. Um, mm -hmm. So I just think it's, it's incredible that you were able to do that at such a young age. Um, Cause like Sam said, I feel like me and Sam have had this conversation so many times, like you, you get drafted to college and like you, that's a big decision, but you are only yeah. given X amount of colleges and then, yeah. and then you, get drafted to the pros. And for us, Sam, it was like, okay, we're going to Western New York. And from there it was like, okay, now we're going to go to North Carolina because this is where mm -hmm. this place is. And then, mm -hmm. and then it became a big decision of COVID hit. Now what? Yeah. And I know yeah. I felt that same way of like, well, I don't know, like, who's going to tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people that will tell you what you should do. Um, but yeah, I think in those situations, it's like people don't realize it's very okay to be selfish because 
it literally is your life. And like, you are the one that has to, like I said, like live in your decision. And I think it's a very important thing to learn the sooner, the better, because everyone has those type of decisions they have to make in life. Yeah. I'm like, uh, I'm so excited now. So like, I am going to be the biggest Sophia Smith fan. Were you 19 years old when you decided to do this? I think I was, yeah, I think I was 19. Okay, yeah. so here's Sophia Smith making these huge decisions, being so wise. Like, she's so good, and she's clearly so smart and so, like, capable <laughs> of everything. She's going to be amazing. Oh, I'm, like, so excited. <laughs> this It's, like, just making me so excited for you. I feel like Thank you. you have this, like, toolkit already that's just going to, like, yeah. be so important for you in the coming years. So I want to hear a little bit more about, like, how you feel – being one of the younger players on the national team and one of the younger players in the league and how that's like a good thing and how it's preparing you for the future. But also if there are like any challenges to that, that you didn't mm -hmm. know. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I've always been like the younger, if not youngest player on every team I've played for, like growing up, I always played up in college. Like my age is like, I'm young for my year, if that makes sense. So like, yeah. I'm always, the younger one but I I mean I grew up with two older sisters so I've I feel like that kind of taught me how to just get along with people who are older than me I feel like I've had to grow up and mature very quickly um so I think in like the social sense it's not that big of a deal to me like I feel like I honestly do get along better with people who are older than me like people my age sometimes I'm just like okay like you know, like I just need like more maturity more I don't know I don't know how to explain it but on the national team I think being one of the younger ones it's it's really fun and it's like um every day you just get to watch all these people like who like haven't figured out and who have been here for a long time you just get to watch them do what they do and see how they got to where they are and like just take each day as like a learning experience. And I mean, it's just like, it's just like exciting because you, you like, you're young and you're like, okay, that's where I want to be where I grew up. I want to be like her. Um, it's just really exciting and fun. And to know that hopefully like I have a, a long future playing soccer and playing with the national team, it's a really exciting thought to think at the same time, it is stressful. Obviously, as you guys know, the environment is not easy. Um, it's, a constant grind it feels like there's never an end you're never like where you want to be um so it's definitely hard I think with a young age maybe comes like a little more pressure because like you can be good enough to be on that team but it's like the experience that you lack that makes it I don't know it makes it hard um because that's not something you can get without getting experience um, and then I feel like sometimes like people forget that you're, that you're young and like, there's a lot of, I don't know, just like a lot of pressure comes with it because you like make one mistake and people are like, Oh my God, like this and that. And it's like, okay, like, give me a break. Like I'm literally 21. I, I just think people like forget that sometimes, which is, which can definitely be hard. Yeah. Um, 
I want to switch gears just slightly. Um, you tweeted something about mental health and fans mm -hmm. and um, basically saying that like, we are humans and you need to remember mm -hmm. that we're humans. Yeah. Is there anything that you do for your mental health that like helps you stay um, just above sea level when things aren't going well? Mm -hmm or people say mean things to you? Cause there is somebody yeah. always out there who's not gonna like what you're doing. And is there any sure. way that you like block out the noise? I think I've like, I've gotten better at it. I've had to because yeah, it's just, I mean, unfortunately it's a part of being a pro athlete. Like there's people who will have opinions about you and a lot of people who are not quiet about those opinions. And like you go, you literally can go on Twitter after a game and see it see it all um and I think I've just had to learn to realize that I don't know these people they don't know me so therefore how is someone that has no idea who I am going to say anything about me that is of any relevance to me and why would I waste my time like putting energy into what other people have to say like I like it's easier said than done like I'm saying all this but I still struggle with that um but I just think knowing yourself knowing your capabilities um and always falling back on that regardless of if you had a you know an off game or an off practice or whatever it may be I think just falling back on knowing who you are and what you can do has been helpful for me um and then, I mean, I love meditation. I'm a big meditation girl. Like, I feel like that's the one thing that I can do that, like, even for 10 minutes a day, just can, like, get my brain away from soccer, away from the stress, the pressure. Um, and it's a, it makes a huge difference. Like, even if it's, like, just a very small amount of time, it, it just gives you a break. And I feel like, I don't know, I feel like I don't know how else I would get a break from that because it's your mind, you can't control it, you can't control what it thinks, what goes through it. Um, but I think just giving, yeah, giving yourself some, you know, love and peace and zen is very important because it's a stressful life. Like, it's like, I mean, every day is, you know, something new. And I think just realizing that it's not, it's not everything. And like, soccer doesn't define you. And how you do in a game isn't who you are. Like just, I don't know, just realizing stuff like that. Yeah. I, um, I thought back to what you said about when you were making your decision and you have a small circle and then there yeah. was people outside the circle. And I almost think mm -hmm. about somebody who like doesn't have my phone number and they want to put some <laughs> opinion out there into the world on Twitter or wherever. Mm -hmm. You don't have my phone number. You're not in my yeah. small circle. <laughs> you don't know me. I don't know you, mm -hmm. your opinion. I wouldn't come to you with a problem. So like, yeah. There's no reason to yes. pay attention to it. Obviously you said it's easier said than done, but mm -hmm. it just reminded me that like we keep small circles for a reason yeah. and those yeah. are the people whose opinions matter, you know? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, I, it's so funny cause I was watching um, one of the games and Pino came on about like, it was, she was doing this thing for mental health and she, they were talking about um, Instagram, Twitter, social media. Mm -hmm. And she was saying like, thank goodness that she was, her brain was already developed by the time that social media came out and because mm -hmm. of her, her age level. So yeah. it is just an interesting thought that maybe somebody who is a bit older knows how to just 
handle it. Yeah. But not better, but just because they didn't grow up with social media as yeah. much as we did. And it wasn't so yeah. in, in their face. Um, I don't really know where I'm going with that statement. I'm just making it, Yeah, <laughs> but, no, but it was just interesting. Yeah. I think it's true. Like I, I have never known a world without social media. So like, to me, social media is like, it's, it's literally everywhere. And it's only like getting more and more like just popular. I, I don't know anyone who doesn't have an Instagram, Twitter, like it almost seems like what would we like, for me, it's like, what would we do without social media? Like, I wouldn't know what's happening in the world. Like I, I and I'm just being honest. Like I, that's how I get my information. And I know. I wouldn't feel that like, be so nice to just yeah. not know? <laughs> not know, not know what, like not care. Cause I don't, I don't turn on the news. Like I, but that's like a bad thing at the same time, because social media, like it's not, it's fake and it's real. Like you don't know what's what, like you don't know yeah. what news is real, what news is fake. And like, it's hard, it's hard to know because you like open comments about this like news story. And it's like, what, this didn't happen, this didn't happen. But it's like a news account posting that it happened. So I'm just like, yeah, it's like hard to know who to trust, yeah. what's real. And I, I also think there's like an expectation and like a kind of a responsibility to know like what's going something on. Something horrible is happening. Yeah. Like, shouldn't we be mm -hmm. paying attention and be aware and like, I don't know what, if we can try to help yeah. or bring awareness to it or whatever, but yeah. mm -hmm. then it, so then you, there's this one side that's like, just get off, just don't go on it. Like we don't need it. And then there's this other side that's like, well, yeah. what, that's almost like irresponsible to yeah. just ignore the problems. Well, well that has mm -hmm. to go like going to fans as well. Like you want to be engaged with fans, but then also you don't want to open yourself up to more criticism. Cause then you're like, yeah. I'm trying to protect my mental health. So yes. it's like, it is yeah. like this fine line of mm -hmm. how much do you engage and how much do you stay off? Um, yeah. I thought you made a great point of you can't, you can't control the thoughts that come in, but I think mm -hmm. we can control what we do with those thoughts and how we react to them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that like you said, like having something that you can always fall back on. So if it's meditating for you, um, if it's for me right now, like I'm crocheting or if it's just hanging out oh, with go you, Lynn. <laughs> Or if it's like Sam, you being present with Finn or something like that. I think that because like when we play, we're so immersed in the lifestyle, having mm -hmm. something that like takes us out of that and not letting those thoughts like bring us down, but just yeah. being able to react and say like, okay, I'm just going to go to my happy place. Yeah. Um, is like super important. That was an amazing conversation, but let's move on to some fun questions. Ask. This okay. is our favorite part of the podcast where we just pepper each other with random questions, but we're doing the Gen Z version for our young baby Soph. So, Soph, do you watch Euphoria? I started it. Have I mean, it's it's a little too dark for me, to be completely honest. Well, yeah, it is. I, all the rookies on our team were watching it when season two was uh -huh. on, so I was like, okay, I'm young, I'm hip, I'm cool, yeah. I'm gonna watch it. And it's just, like, so graphic. It's dark. Oh, it's yeah. graphic, it's dark. There's not a lot of happy in it. I know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We will talk about that. That was a millennial answer from Soph. So she has one point in the millennium call, millennial call. <laughs> um, do you know what 10 toes means? Like Jack Harlow says, 10 toes, that's my MO.
Sam, we have she a doesn't beat. know. She doesn't know. We um, had to Google it. We had to Google it. So what does it mean? It means like when you like have both feet in. So like you have all 10 toes in. Oh, like, like 10 toes committed. down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like you're all in. Yeah. Okay. She she, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. She's yeah. one and one. Um, Harry Potter or Divergent or Hunger Games? Never seen Harry Potter. Never seen Divergent. So what? Well, I'm so not a first Harry of all, First of all, these are all books. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, never seen. And they're, they're also too. movies. They're also yeah. movies. I know. I know. Um, but like, you've never seen Harry yeah. Potter? Mm-mm. And I like... I some of my teammates talk about it and I'm I just it's just not me like all right I'm not into all that like wizard or what what's yeah you guys, she's literally waving her hand around <laughs> she you're not into wizards but you're in magic Hunger games no I wouldn't say I'm into Hunger Games but I've seen it I haven't read the books I've seen it and I did like I did enjoy it but that's not wizards that's like she's into killing yeah, no, it's not it's not wizards. You're right. It's, it is not wizards. All right. I don't know what point that goes in. Okay. But can okay. you can you explain to us what the difference between a visco girl and an e-girl is? Um <laughs> of uh, an Lynn, e-girl. Do I, don't, I don't know what an e-girl is. A visco girl mm. is I think there's an app called Visco, V-S-C-O. It's like an editing app, but you can also like post to your feed, like your edited photos. And it's like very aesthetic and like, um, I don't know, you like have all the basic trends going in it, whatever it may be at the time. I think that that's what a Visco girl is. Could be wrong. We'll go with that. Lynn, what's an an E-girl? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I had to Google it. (laughs) There, an e-girl is the opposite of a something else girl. Well, oh, like a, a pastelly girl and an e-girl is like kind of like. Oh, I see, I see. Hip, mm-hmm. hip goth. Like yeah. dark literally, clothes. what are you, literally, what are you talking about? Well, so knows like, what I'm talking about. I so. do, I do. Like a pastel girl is like, like pink, pink phone case and like, yeah. like cute and like. Girly. Girly. Girly, yeah. yeah. And then e-girl, I think, is more like maybe like more darker tone colors and like rock and roll. Rock and roll. Yeah, rock and roll. So yeah. stuff like that. Okay. What are you, Sam? <laughs> I don't know if I'm either, honestly. <laughs> I think I'm just like a I I literally would just call myself like a normal. <laughs> like I literally just want to wear lululemon no i shouldn't say lululemon that's a nike competitor i literally just want to wear it's a pastel brand pastel girl oh well i just want to wear oh leggings and a hoodie Mm -hmm. and like running shoes and like a leisure bag she's a leisure girl and like i have a white phone case yeah and just normal clothes Mm. soft clothes i'm a soft girl soft soft is important yeah. Wait, I think that's yeah. what a pastel girl was—a soft girl. Excuse but I'm me. not girly. Like, mm. look at my like, look at my gross hair and like. <laughs> you know, I don't. I don't know if it's like girly and not girl. I don't like. No, they're both girly. An like, e-girl, an e-girl is still girly. I just think it's darker tones. Yeah. 
Oh, like I wasn't you're... thinking at all about the tones. Oh. You're talking about like literally aesthetic. I've got right. a little bit of like a goth gene, I think. <laughs> yeah. Where? <laughs> let's move. Let's move on. This is going off the rails. Lynn, you have to ask the next question because I don't even know this one. It's just upsetting. Okay. I know. Okay, self. So it's seven o'clock on the dot. What is Usher doing? I mean, this probably has to do with one of his songs. Um, so if I didn't that, know it either, that is a good, that's a good direction that you're going in. Lynn, can seven. you sing it for us? It's seven o'clock on the dot. I'm in my drop top cruising the street. <laughs> you guys, I'm going to play it. I'm going to play it. I'm going to play it. I have it. I'm going to play it. See, I'm bad with, um, knowing like artists of like songs and like song names. Like if I hear a song, I like could know it. Can you hear this? You guys have never heard this? Nope. <laughs> Sam is dancing like she's heard it. <laughs> I need to put. I don't. I've never heard that song. I do know Usher songs though. We're gonna have them insert the line. It's seven o'clock. All right. Well, you so, already said what? No, what is the line though? In his it's, drop top, cruising the street. Mm, okay. Yeah. So I didn't get that one right. Yeah. No. Um, okay. So <laughs> can you, can you, do you know what LimeWire is? No. Well, we're not. Oh my God. You guys are making me sound so dumb asking me these questions. All right. Well, you'll know the next one. Do you know who Buttercup Blossom and Bubbles are? No. <laughs> you want to give us a hint? It's a cartoon. Okay. So I, what am I guessing? Like what kind of characters they are? <laughs> no, like the name of the cartoon. Buttercup, Blossom, oh. and Bubbles. It's three girls. Oh. Spice Girls? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Is that wrong? Yes. That was so Spice wrong. Girl? That's like baby, scary, posh, 40. ginger. Um, Buttercup, Blossom, and Bubbles are the Powerpuff Girls. Oh, I was going to say that next. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, okay, well, you lose the game for sure. Oh, yeah, she got a lot of points in the Gen Well, I feel like you guys didn't really set me up to win. No, we, we didn't. No, we didn't. We didn't. Oh, we, didn't. we got okay. you. You got God. Okay. Okay. Got <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, we had to bring back the fan questions. Don't forget, if you want to send us questions, tweet us at hashtag ask snacks. Okay. Well, all right. Well, this one's for me, but you guys can also tell us your favorite shoes. The unblasted ghost asks, Lynn, what are your favorite pair of shoes? Your collection is very cool. Um, yeah, you do have, you do have good shoes. Thank you. Um, my favorite pair of shoes. I don't know. I, I have a lot and it depends on my mood for the day. Um, I mean, right now I'm into dunks because they're just mm, easy. Yeah. They're comfy. Yeah. Um, you wore cute lime green shoes last night, Lynn. I did. I liked those as well. I'm actually in a very like 
uh, limey color mm. aesthetic right now, like bright orange. That's good for vibrant. spring. Yeah, I know. Ooh. Here, here it's like going straight to summer though. I feel like we have bypassed spring. Oh, must must be nice. Are well, you in Kansas right now? I am Kansas City, uh, Missouri. Sam, are you? Yes. Oh, we are down the yeah. hall from each other at the moment. Yeah, we're we're three doors. Oh, you down. are. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna drive to the gym together in like 20 minutes oh that's fun i know um, it's so fun do you guys have favorite shoes i really like dunks right now too but like i feel mm. like it's like my just like go-to throw on are just some air force ones yeah yeah just i've yeah. been wearing my air force ones a lot yeah just because they sam right you've my been foot have killing you, the shoe like, game yeah like i've seen you're like getting more into like jordans and dunks and stuff who's helping you well uh my sister i think i i think i was like yeah, spotted Christy. wearing i think i was spotted <laughs> wearing dunks one time because everybody just attacked me and was like just try <laughs> at all and get these shoes and they're so easy and i didn't even really know they were like a thing and now i know this question comes from sarah at real mccoy tweets Ask Snacks, what's y'all's favorite Disney Channel original movies? So, oh my go God. first. Oh, I I really like the Hannah Montana movie. Oh my God, I really, me too. <gasps> yeah. I love that movie. That's a good movie. But I also like um, the, it was like Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, like with Wizards of Waverly Place. Okay. <laughs> I think that might have been a show, though, or a movie. I don't know. But the, I just the, remember when that mixed, I was like, these are my two favorite shows coming together into one. Yeah. I like The Sweet Love of Zack and Cody, but I think I mm-hmm. kind of missed Wizards of Waverly Place for some reason. Oh, oh my God. I love that. I, feel I like, love that show. I feel like there's, like, two different types of Disney Channel movies, where it's, like, Hannah Montana movies, High School Musical, and then there's, like... Mm-hmm double teamed and motocross and yeah it's like sports or like singing yeah Yeah. oh i yeah high school musical is up there too yeah high school musical is cute lynn do you remember this movie called the ultimate christmas present no okay so they had a weather machine and this girl wished she she took the weather machine it was this magic santa's machine and she changed all the settings to snow so she could have a snow day but then her dad, like, couldn't make it home because he was, like, on a traveling trip. So then she panicked and tried to, like, adjust the weather machine back. And then ultimately, the ultimate Christmas present was that her dad came home for Christmas. <laughs> well, I don't need to watch it now. Well, it was, it was a nice Christmas movie. It was, I think it was Disney Channel Ridge. Um, but I used to love, remember, like, was it called Brink? Yeah. Yeah. And Double Teamed and Motocross. Yep. Yep. That was a good one. Do you and know the, any of there was stuff? Like, there was like a drag yeah. racing one. Oh, yeah. What was that? I don't know, but they had to, remember they would practice on the little machine yeah. to hit it when the lights are green and it was a big sister, little sister? Yep. And they talked about the G-forces. Mm-hmm. That was a really good one too. So it's like uh, this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, uh, that was a good, that was uh, a good question. That was. We didn't answer it, but I like them all. <laughs> yeah. I'm Sophia Smith, and this is the Snacks Podcast from Just Women Sports. And thank you all so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Our show is produced by Just Women Sports. For more great sports content, go to justwomensports.com. Be sure to subscribe to the newsletter and follow along on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. I'm Lynn Williams. And I'm Sam Ewis. You've been listening to Snacks. <sighs> Yay! <laughs>